Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello and welcome to Coach Cafe Radio, the self-empowerment place to meet where you get your weekly cup of inspiration on Blog Talk Radio. And today is Monday, January 8th. And here in the Coach Cafe, I offer you enlightened conversations about what matters most. I offer you interviews with top self-development coaches, experts, and authors. I share proven and effective life coaching tools, techniques, and processes to help you to live your best life, and I am definitely spreading the word that life coaching changes lives. I am your host, Certified Master Life Coach Kathleen Martin, also known as your Balanced Life Coach, coming to you live from the beautiful Hamptons, New York, as I do each week, and I invite you to join in on my enlightened conversation by calling 646-649-1015. That's 646 646- Six four nine one zero one five, and make sure you press the number one so that I see that you're waiting in the queue with your question or comment. And of course, you can type in those questions and comments in the chat room if you're on your computer. And I also want to send out a very big thank you to all of my followers. And if you do like what you hear, I would love it if you would follow me here on Blog Talk Radio, which is right there under the banner, and of course on social media, which is Coach Cafe Radio on both Facebook and Twitter. And visit CoachCafeRadio.com to find out all about my previous shows. They're all archived. You can leave your contact information. I'll stay in touch with you and let you know what's coming up next in the Coach Cafe. And so much more. And tonight, the name of my show is New Year, New You with the absolutely fabulous and wonderful Carol Brody Fleet. And I am so thrilled that every year Carol joins me at this time for this special discussion called New Year, New You, and you definitely want to stay right where you are, and you will be just so happy you did because you joined in on our conversation with what Carol shares each and every time. But let me tell you a little bit about Carol. I couldn't possibly tell you everything about it. You have to go to widowswearstiletto.com or carolfleetspeaker.com because her bio is literally as long as your arm. She does not sit still in her desire to help everyone to live their best life, especially with the way that she helps people through adversity and loss and helping us in so many ways. So let me give you a little bit of a bio here. Uh, Carol is the multi-award winning author of the number one ranked new release in its genre, When Bad Things Happen to Good Women. She is also the author of Happily Even After, which is the winner of the prestigious Books for a Better Life Award, as well as the critically praised national bestseller, Widows Wear Stilettos. A veteran of over 1,000 radio show appearances, and I am happy to be among them, Carol makes numerous guest appearances on television and radio programs in the United States and Canada, and is a featured expert in national and international print and media. She's widely recognized as a leader and expert in grief, loss, and adversity recovery. 
and she is also a contributor to the iconic Chicken Soup for the Soul book, a contributor to Huffington Post and ThirdAge.com, and her new book, Loss is a Four-Letter Word, will be out in the fall of 2018. So thank you again, Carol, for joining me in the Coach Cafe. And thank you for having me back, Kathleen. It's great to be here. It always is, Carol, because you are one of those gems in the world that is really uh, contributing. No, I mean it, contributing consistently, even through the adversity that I know that you have been through and are right now. And we all have those experiences, right? I mean, it's like we were saying, I might not be in your shoes, but I know that I've worn shoes just like them. (laughs) That's right. That's uh, right. Right? Uh, Right before we went on the air, Kathleen and I were just saying, listeners, that um, while uh, currently my family has faced some very, very recent uh, and difficult losses, that um, even though that somebody is not in the same shoes right now, they mm-hmm. may have once worn the shoes, or maybe they're going to get the shoes passed to them, but everybody mm-hmm. at some point in time has dealt with loss or challenge or life adversity. Uh, in many cases, they are dealing with a whole bunch all at once, which is what my family mm-hmm. is uh, coping with right now. Mm-hmm. And um, it's also a, a great uh, learning experience that even if you've been through it before, even if you make your living uh, helping others get through their challenges, that you too are entitled to grief, to bereavement, and to recovery. So it's, mm-hmm. it's all, it continues to be uh, very interesting to me and how much I, I continue to learn even today and uh, how much I've learned in the past three weeks about uh, the evolution of grief and, mm-hmm. and the different complexions mm-hmm. that it has. So true, Carol. So true. I, you know, this is the human condition, and we need each other. We need each other. And Carol shares, uh, like I, I just, you know, uh, briefly went into with your with what you do uh, in your life to help others through adversity and every day this is happening in the world and in your in your home and in your communities and how we can have within us the the awareness that we are capable of getting through it but with help with help and I think that's one of the right. that's one of my main themes is please ask for help. That's absolutely right. And you know that's one of the earliest mistakes that I made uh when I first when I was first faced with the at that point the grief of a lifetime which was the loss of my my spouse, uh my husband Mike, followed closely by the loss of my father. Uh, even predating those tragedies, uh, I saw asking for help as failure. I have failed mm-hmm. to be able to be the primary breadwinner, a parent, and a caregiver to a terminally ill husband. And if I, mm. and by asking for help, it means I'm admitting failure. It really wasn't until my own health started to suffer, my own physical mm. health, that I realized that I wasn't doing anybody any good by trying to do it all alone. And, in fact, uh, I was doing them a disservice. And once I began to ask for help and embrace the help and accept it, 
I became, not only was I healthier, obviously, but I became a more uh, productive parent, a more productive caregiver, a more productive breadwinner. So Mm -hmm. asking for help is not a sign of weakness, and it's also not a sign of strength to try and go through the challenges by yourself. And that's a very important lesson. Very, very. I, I hope that you're, if you're listening, you're really hearing that. If you have somebody that has that underlying belief that if you ask for help, it's a negative thing and it has something, some kind of a, um, and uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of, like it, it's a reflection on you, is incorrect. And you need to release that and let it go and know that you are going to need help. And plus, that's how you learn how to be helpful to the uh, person who might need that exact same help, right? So exactly. I commend you and, for... Well, and, and also being open to hearing, you can hear the same thing, but couched in a different way, it can take on a whole new dynamic. And my, my new most favorite example just happened a few days ago. Uh, my husband, Dave, just lost his father, uh, my beloved mm. father-in-law, on Christmas Eve. And oh, uh, so in the, thank you, thank you so much. Um, mm. In the midst of all that, he's helping uh, us, uh, you know, deal with the loss of uh, two pets, two cats, in quick succession, oh. and mm-hmm. uh, the loss of a very dear friend of mine of 25 years. And I was uh, I was crying uh, a few days yeah. ago, and um, and I and he said to me. Follow the grief. Follow the grief where it's taking you today. You know, mm. you, you know you and and I loved those words, Kathleen. I loved those words. Mm. Follow follow your grief where it's taking you today. Where is your grief taking you? Go there. It's okay to go there. What he was saying is, go ahead and cry. You know, cry and be sad. It, you, there's no there's no race to a finish line. There's no. I, I've always said there's no statute of limitations. And there isn't, and I guess especially where pet loss is concerned, there is oh. a certain stigma attached. Like it, it's, you yeah. know, okay, it's done and they're gone and go now go get another one of those. And it doesn't uh, work that yeah. way. And it certainly no. doesn't work that way in my head. And, no. uh, and when and he said, when I said something about not being able to, uh, to get rid of something, he says, you know what, today is not that day. You don't have to get rid of it today. Today is not the day that you're going to do that. And as soon as you hear that, it's a release. It's a release. Oh, I love it's it. A, yeah. it it's, so follow the grief where it takes you today. Where is it taking oh, you? And, and I, of course, I'm going to put my own, um, my own coda on that, if you will, that as long as your grief is not taking you to a path of destruction or right. leading you to cope in destructive ways, that's always my, my caveat, follow the grief where it takes you today. And tomorrow it's going to take you somewhere else because we do know that today is not forever, that grief right. evolves. We do know that it evolves. It changes complexion. Does it go away? No, it never does, and it never will. But the the shape of it will change, the complexion will change, and the temperament of grief changes. But today, if, if today is the day that you're crying, that's where you're going to follow your grief. Mm-hmm. Follow it. Don't mm-hmm. fight it. You know, don't worry about what everyone else is going to think or say or do or react. It's not about that. 
follow your grief to where it takes you. And I'm really, really going to shout out praise on my husband for that. Um, because oh, yeah. uh, again, this, this, this is this is what I do for a living, and and this is um, what I love doing, and yet I'm still learning and growing through these experiences, and I'm learning from others, and I think right. that's really important too. Is even even if you're an expert, as you are, this is what you do, and I know for a fact because you are so teachable and and coachable and open to what others have to say, that you understand what I'm saying, that, you know, the experts mm-hmm, have to keep an mm-hmm. open mind, too. And we also have to remember that even experts are human beings. And oh, we yeah. also have to remember to process grief in healthy and proactive and productive ways. Uh, well, thank you for that, Carolyn, and the same thing. For you. I, it, it is not what it appears to be. There is no, like you were saying, there is no uh, uh, ending. There is no finish line. You don't get it done. You're always learning, expanding, and growing. And if you think that you know everything, that's where you really need to start unraveling because you don't know what you don't know. And there are going to be exactly you, like your wonderful husband who shows up as wisdom to say the words that are so. I wrote them down. So profound to pass on to someone else. Right. Exactly. And exactly. In the midst of his own grief process. Right. Which How you know, which is, which is what yeah, we have to keep telling ourselves. Wow. I mean, David is is, still, is going through a very profound right. loss. Oh my goodness, Obviously, yes. and in the midst of all that, to be uh, so so ably in service and to say such uh, to have such profound observation. And very, very sage advice, in my humble opinion. Yes, that um, was. And, it was and it's certainly, yeah, and it has really kind of given me a, a, a sense of relief that, oh, yeah, I'm just going to follow how I feel today. And mm. um, I think, it, I think it's, a, it's a brilliant, brilliant way of, of looking at the grieving process, especially when grief is new and raw and you're still trying mm. to find your foot. Right, yeah. right. I yeah. admire all of us, uh, Carol, I really do, because of the fact that we will have these experiences and, you, you know, you, you really can't be prepared completely as wonderful as, as there are people all around us that have, um, you know, this sage advice that when you're in it and you are in that, uh, it's really quite a, I'm not going to take away from that pain at all, but it is right. quite amazing what we have uh, that comes through us in, in those times of loss and grief and adversity. And they, they are te- it's teaching me. It's teaching me. And I would, uh, wouldn't, if I could, I could wave my magic wand and no one would ever feel pain again. But that's not the way it is here. And and no. to be able to follow that pain and, and where it's going to take you and what it can teach you is really sage advice. And, as, and just like you said, Carol, as long as you are not heading in a direction that is um, definitely concerning and you need to then again reach out for help. And um, That's right. So I love I love the way we're starting this, and with the name of the show being New Year, New You, 
and you know you have such wonderful um oh i just love what you share to give people a new way of thinking in this new year uh the you know if you a lot of people talk about new year's resolutions and setting goals and you know, let's right. get into that because it is so fast moving. I love I love what you share. So, you know, give us some of your um, golden nuggets for that experience of the new year, new you. What would you uh, give as your sage advice? Well, we're all getting peppered and pelted with the the ads. <laughs> You know, we're we're all getting it. You know, we're gonna start yes. the new year right, and it's all the same. Been there, tried it, gave it up stuff. We, you know, eat less, work out more, quit this, start right. that, spend less, save more, get out of debt forever right now. But first, you've got to hit the one-day-only sale that happens every week. <laughs> we're, all good, get, we're, all, we're all getting this, and we get it every year. But what the new year does give us is a psychological clean slate. It mm. also gives us the opportunity to examine the impact that loss or life challenge, loss, remember, doesn't necessarily mean a person. It gives us right. an opportunity to examine the impact that challenges have had on our lives. To me, New Year, New You simply means that if you don't like where you are on your current healing journey, whatever it is that you might be healing from right now, now is the time to resolve to take control of that. Okay? You can't control life circumstances. We can't control life and death. Most of us cannot control things like loss of a job, loss of a home. Uh, Many times a relationship is wrested away from our control. But we can control our reactions to it. And we can control how things are going to unfold from this point forward. And that's what, to me, New Year, New You means. It doesn't have anything to do with the last 10 pounds or joining a gym. It has to do with taking control of our reactions to what life has presented us. That's the most yeah, important. Absolutely. If, you know, we forget everything else, that's the most important. Oh, that was great. That was that it was so wonderful because it is this um like you were saying, you just get this wave of uh the same experience over and over each yeah. year as if uh, that is the answer to your experience, and it really is not. And this experience that so many have where it's they're going to – I think that it, it actually can work against you because if you turn around and look at the, the year and you sit with yourself and you feel very bad about the fact that you set those same, you know, goals last year and you did not achieve them um, – it really you know what? to be reordered here. Exactly. Well, and, you know, a lot of people set goals and they don't get achieved. Well, you don't have to reset the goal. Just reset the date. You know, we all get Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the goal can, can remain in place. I mean, no, nothing in life ever happens fast enough for me. I have the patience of a gnat. I also have the attention span of a gnat. I'm, I'm really not good at – my mom always likes to kid me that some people are cake, which takes 30 to 45 minutes in the oven, and other people are top ramen. I'm top ramen. I want things in three minutes or less. So when it comes to goal setting – you know, a lot of times things don't happen as quickly as you would like. 
You don't reset the goal. Don't lose sight of that. Just reset the date. If you don't accomplish a goal by a certain date, you know, just say, okay, it didn't happen in three minutes or less. Maybe it'll happen in ten minutes. But, you know, um, just be realistic about your goal setting. You know, you're not going to lose ten pounds in 24 hours. Um, But be realistic, (laughs) especially when it comes to grief recovery. People... And unfortunately, outside influences can have an impact on this. People so often will say, Carol, it's been, it's been three weeks. I don't feel better. It's been two months. It's been six months. I don't feel oh, better. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Because, right. And chances are that they've had at least one person say to them, well, mm-hmm. why aren't you feeling better, Kathleen? It's been six months. What people are doing is they're imposing their healing timeline on you. They, they they feel okay, so what's the matter with you? Well, the problem is that nobody else is you, and they aren't inside your skin living your life, dealing with your loss from your relationship perspective. So obviously their healing timeline isn't going to apply to you, but they feel that it should, and it's a huge, huge problem in the bereaved community. And and uh-huh. people need to, and people need to really get with the program in this regard, and you need to respect somebody their healing timeline, whatever that timeline is. And again, that's what New Year New You has uh, is all about. It's about taking control. And one of the biggest resolutions is realizing that your healing journey is yours. Now, how does somebody resolve that their healing journey belongs to them? Isn't that obvious? Clearly Mm -hmm. not, because a lot of people want you to hurry up your recovery. Whatever it is you're recovering from, you aren't doing it fast enough, according to at least one person out there. And what you need to resolve is that uh, that it is neither fast nor is it easy to recover from loss or life challenge. You can't hurry it up, even though there might be people around you who wish that you would. And you need to resolve to truthfully honor however and whatever you're feeling, rather than let any opinions around you dictate how you should be feeling or what you should be doing. That's so hugely Wonderful. important. Oh, my That's gosh. So and you're in important. it, Carol. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. You're, you're in it. You're, not only personally, but in your life as a result of your um, your loss that you have now uh, achieved what you've achieved with your now isn't your widows with stilettos in its eighth year as a national bestseller? Um, Actually, as of as of this month, as of this month, it has just uh, completed its ninth year. We just got nine, but it has spent nine, nine years. consecutive years on national bestseller lists. So yes, imagine, I'm very exciting. Oh my gosh, I I I am in awe. I mean it, Carol. Where from that experience came this uh, effect that you're having on so many people and and we really need it because that experience that you just described is such a common experience like you're saying where other people uh, are affecting you and it's difficult for you to not let them affect you because you've always let them it's affect you. It's very difficult. Very difficult. I'm not gonna. I don't want to minimize that. That's a great point, mm-hmm. Kathleen. I understand that minimizing outside negative influence can be very difficult. 
You know, you might work with energy drainers. You might live next door to energy drainers. You might be related to energy drainers. It's very right. difficult to do that, and I don't, I, I, I don't want to minimize that difficulty because everybody experiences right. it. Nobody is exempt from negativity. But here's what I also want to advise. If, Kathleen, if you had like a, a, this gorgeous 16 by 20 painting, or print that you have blown up of your family. It's a 16 by 20, and you're going to run out and get it framed. You're going to go down, and you're going to get it framed. Beautiful 16 by 20 picture. Are you going to go to the person at the framers and say, okay, show me all the 3 by 5 frames you have? Because I'm uh-huh. going to put the 16 right. by 20 picture in a 3 by 5 frame. That's a really ridiculous concept, isn't it? You can't right. share your vision of your healing journey. You can't share your feelings and your thoughts and your frustration. You can't share your 16 by 20 healing journey with a 3 by 5 mind. Right. You have to be very careful and very choosy and very particular about the people with whom you share your innermost feelings and fears and frustrations and worries and celebrations and triumphs. You, you've got to be careful because there are three-by-five minds out there, and they would love nothing better than to try and cram your 16-by-20 healing journey into their three-by-five mm, mind. Mm, be mm. careful. Pick your, pick, pick, go out and pick your 16-by-20 minds to share mm-hmm. your 16-by-20 healing journey. Because that's what you need. Yes. You need support and encouragement and insight and and thoughtfulness and compassion and proactivity. Because those people are out there too. Yes, they are. And they they're and that was really wonderful. I hope everyone listening takes that to heart because you may be challenged giving yourself permission to, you know, not let in people who are right there. In, the, in your family, and you feel you might even feel bad that you can't be around them as much because of the fact that they're simply not, um, it's not good for you, and you come first. And, you know, that's one of the, the experiences that I am practicing as well this new year, Carol. It's like, you know, <clears throat> notice if you are putting yourself second or third or fourth in your life because. It will get bigger and bigger. You, you you need to take control, like you're saying. This is a great theme. Taking control and taking really good care of you and be very discerning. They say, you know, who, it's very common understanding and proven that the five people around you that exactly. you spend most time with are very important people. That's right. And if they're That's really right. negative. Who are your five? Yeah. yeah. Who are your five? Have a look at them. Because that is your nucleus, and that is mm-hmm. who you are going to become like, and that's who you're going to gravitate toward. And as you and I have talked about many times, we gravitate toward what we focus on. And the, the, right. the, the five people that you spend the most time with is where a lot of your focus is going. Now, is that where you want your focus to be? And is that what you want your circle of influence to be? And if it is, that's great. And if it's not, you need to reassess. Absolutely. Question. Question. This is very important. Your life depends upon you. And, you know, especially after something as as difficult as a loss, and we, we talk about the different losses too, Carol, which, 
you know, most people, like you're saying, when they when you think of the loss, you think of the loss of a loved one. And, but, I mean, if 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 you went through a loss of the loss of a job, and you went through the loss or the loss of a a relationship, um, something like that, or your health, you know. These That's right. aspects of our life are most important, I, I say, in the areas that matter most. And, um, you know, there are people who just are unconscious, is the way I put it, Carol, like they're, they're not conscious. They, they are saying things um, and they are behaving in ways that are seriously unconscious at the time and you need to... Really put the boundary out there. I, I, I finally did this in a couple of places in my life, Carolyn. It's like, what a relief. Because I felt, I was literally feeling bad that this person who I'm supposed to, you know, in quotes, I should, you know, because they're a family member, <laughs> you know, yeah. I should really, I should really be able to um, get over that or, or, Allow them to be who they are and such. And, and giving yourself permission to be very um, good to yourself and take very good care of your own, like you're saying, your healing journey. Oh, what a relief. I'm telling you. And I don't exactly. feel bad anymore. And, th- and that's, the best, that's the best part of all of it mm-hmm. is the relief and not feeling bad anymore. And you know, mm-hmm. to your point about things that people say and 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 they don't even think about it. And mm-hmm. I always I, I try and caution people when I do have a chance to educate before you say something that you think is going to be comforting or helpful, although I never quite understood how get over it or why aren't oh, you over gosh. it yet is supposed right, to be yeah. helpful. But let's give the benefit of the doubt. Before you say something to comfort someone Quickly ask mm-hmm. yourself, would I want to hear what I'm about to say? Great. Uh, well, what yes. I'm about, well, if this thing I'm about to say, is it going to help somebody who's facing this situation? Is it going to bring comfort and reassurance? Will what I am about to say be to anyone's advantage at all? If the answer to any of those questions is no, you need to not say what is about to come out of your mouth. You know, if you wouldn't want to hear it, why would you say it? You know, why would it be comforting to somebody else? You know, exactly. what advantage what advantage is it to say to somebody, why aren't you over it yet? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I'm not. And the problem is, is that when somebody is saying things like that to you, you're not at your sharpest. You are, you're probably at your most, most vulnerable. So you're not really right. on your, you know, witty repartee game let's call it. Right. And right. you know so so you're kind of at a disadvantage there. But what you do absorb is the negative part. When somebody says why aren't you over it yet or you need to be or you should be or why aren't you? Yes, you need to be. What you're yeah. hearing is what you're hearing is well I don't feel that way so obviously something's wrong with me. Mm. Every I, without yes. exception I, I, I've had so many people say, what's wrong with me? Because thus and so says that I should be right. or I shouldn't be. Mm. And, and, and the bereaved or the person facing the life challenge takes the onus on themselves, like something is wrong with them. There's, right, nothing wrong. Right. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with crying. There's nothing wrong with wanting to stay home. There's nothing wrong with wanting to go out. There's There's nothing wrong with what's going on in your head and your heart and your reactions to whatever it is you're going through. 
So that that's that's always been just kind of my little checklist. You know, yes. would I want to hear what I'm about to say? And if I would want to hear it, if it would bring me comfort, I'm 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 going to give it a go. You know, if I think it might be to somebody's advantage, I'm going to give it a try. Right. 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 Yeah. And like you were saying, those three by five people with the three by five lines. Look, there are unfortunately, you know, not everybody's in the yes. same place, and they are. Uh, it's almost as though there isn't that that filter, you know, for some people. And you know, Amen. everybody's on. Right. Everybody is growing and expanding, and sometimes it's not in this lifetime. And you're waiting for them to be. Uh, Somebody who's going to be more compassionate and capable of being like that may not happen. So being able to say no is a really, can I come over? No, not right now is okay, right? I, you know, I've, or, just, I've, uh, I've, I've just learned how to say no in the past couple of years, and uh, there have been some people who have been very surprised uh, by, yeah. the <laughs> right. by the ability or the necessity to say no. And because I find that when you don't say no, the only person that suffers ultimately is you. Absolutely. And you, and you are also the person that might get taken advantage of, whether it's with by you know money or time or energy or willingness or availability. Uh, that the ability to say no is uh, it's a learned skill, and it, it may mean that you're not skill, most, you're right. And it's not maybe that you might not be the most popular person in the room but you're not Mm -hmm. going to be that way anyway so let's start learning how to say say no that's actually one kind of rolled into one of the resolutions when i talk about being kind to yourself in all respects women have a really hard time with that one especially um it that now now that resolution also includes things like eating when your body asks you for food, not when you're forced to eat or you're compelled to eat, but when your body asks you for food. And no mm-hmm. people double stu- double stuffed Oreos and Diet Coke do not count as food. Don't tell me that you've <laughs> eaten and it's Diet Coke and double stuffed Oreos. Um, sleep when your body needs rest and rejuvenating yourself through whatever healthy mm-hmm. pursuits will fill your soul. Um, as one example, I have been learning how to meditate in the last three months, and it's been wonderful. It's guided meditation because I do need someone in my ear telling me what to do. I can't just sit down, close my eyes, and clear my mind. I, that, that, just talk okay. about yeah. the learned skill. Yeah. That's wonderful. But guided it meditation is, is terrific. But whatever fills your soul, and they do things like learn how to say no. That's self-preservation because you've got to start building up your own reserves. You've got that part of healing means you're going to have to have healthy reserves, and that comes from eating when your body asks you for food, real food, sleeping and resting when your body needs to do so, and rejuvenating yourself through healthy pursuit. That doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean walking five miles on a treadmill, although if that fills your soul, by all means do. But when right, I say healthy right. pursuit, people equate that with jumping up and down in a gym. Healthy mm-hmm. pursuit can spending 20 minutes with your faith. It can be walk, taking a walk outside, whatever yes. outside. Yes. Now, I know outside for you right now might be a little chilly. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that might be difficult. But there's so many different interpretations of healthy pursuit. And I believe that saying no is part of it because we 
only have, you know, love is unconditional, but time is and energy is not because it is finite. And you've got to be very particular about how you spend time and energy. And, and learning how to say no plays into that. And women are so not good at saying no. Because, again, yes. of what the, the perception of what we will look like and what will people think and will people mm-hmm. like us and what you've you know, it, it, you've got to come to a place where your deserve level dictates that you come first. Because when you come first, it's just like asking for help. When you come first, everything else will fall into place and you'll become a better person, a better parent, a better friend, a better right. spouse, right. partner, a better employee, a better employer. When you pay attention to yourself, it's not greedy, it's not selfish. It's necessary. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That is so important, Carol. That that This is great that we're getting there, and we are getting to the end. And I, I'm so glad that you went into that because I'm telling you, it's one of my, one of my um, real focus here is to help women. I have a new show now called The Enlightened Feminine Spirit. And it's really to help women. I see that this is for myself as I came up out of uh, a... Uh, a way of thinking and I raised my hand most of my life I was that person that did not say no I would uh, let everyone else have the experience but me and I would feel bad for feeling bad and all of that and finally unraveling it with the help of of other coaches and and committing and uh, being mentored and and uh, listening to all of my guests like you, Carol, and putting it in, you have to put this into practice. You can't just hear this. Walk away, and then the next time it happens that you need to take really good care of you, you don't. Because don't worry, it will get bigger. And that bigger today are things like disease. And women are um, having these diseases that I believe have a root in your voice being stifled when you need to say, no, and it's it's important, and you'll be oh you you're going to be fine. Don't worry because you're taking care of you. Nothing nothing can take the place of you care, taking care of you, and you're the one that's walking around in this body. And if you're feeling depression, you need to ask for help. If you're that's feeling right. you're feeling just absolutely tapped out of energy that you can barely take care of you. And you have to work and take care of family and, and things like what has happened in your life in this, in this very short time, Carol. How are you going to have the energy to be able to um, handle what life is probably going to bring you at some point or other if you don't take very good care of yourself and send that message that you matter most? And so I'm loving that you're sharing all of that right now as we're getting to the end because it, it, is, is a, it is of utmost importance. And if you notice that you're not listening, there's a part of you that's going to definitely get louder, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's absolutely right. And as we go into this new year, desi- start to design. And, you know, put pen to paper. What do you yep. want this year to look like for you? Right. You know, get yeah, get out get get away from the electronics, put pen to paper and start listening. Right. What do you want? Right. How do you start start being Perfect. the architect 
of your year? Right. What do you want it to look like? What do you want it to be? What? Do, how do you want it to unfold? Again, it doesn't mean that it will all necessarily come true this year. Remember, cake and top ramen. They take different times, but <laughs> you don't ever have to. You don't ever have to get rid of the goal. You might have to reset right. the date, but you don't ever exactly. have to get rid of the goal. And and when you keep at it. When you keep at it, even if you're writing down the same list a year from now that you do that you do today or tomorrow, even if you're writing down some of the same things next year, so what? The point is is to never give up on the goal. Just readjust the date. Absolutely perfect. I love that. That's a great place to end because putting pen to paper is like magic. If you think that you can think about things and they're going to happen for you, it's not true. It's kind of like to me... Um, Imagine if a musician just, you know, never wrote that music. I mean, they, they ha- you have to write, or the painter didn't paint, or the writer didn't write. Get it out of your head, get it onto paper, set it as the goal. Yes, it's a great, give it a time frame, but it, exactly that, Carol. If it doesn't work, keep going, just keep going, just keep going. And um, it, you'll be amazed at the changes that will occur, even small. Celebrate the small wins. Um, that you kept going and that you you do have it as a a um, a future experience that you would like to have and design it like you're saying you have to be that that person in your life. Don't let life design it for you. You design it, and then put one foot in front of the other. And again, uh, ask for the help. And there's so much help that Carol offers. Carol, let everybody know again how they can uh, find you on your websites for your books, for um, uh, the different uh, places that you contribute? Well, a great place to start is right on Facebook at Carol Brody Fleet Mm -hmm. uh, because there's always inspirations, affirmations, hot topic discussions uh, with with, uh, people from all walks just like you. Uh, Widows Wear Stilettos also is up to date as far as information on appearances, book availability, the Chicken Soup series. Uh, Both of those places are great places to start, and we are happy to welcome you and answer your questions and let you know that whatever it is you're facing, you're not alone. That's right. You are not alone. And Carol's books, When Bad Things Happen to Good Women, Happily Even After, Widows Wear Stilettos, and now your new book is coming out, which is Lost is a Four-Letter Word. I mean, so much help, no matter what it is that you're going through. And again, I always recommend you listen back, because we shared a lot. Get out a piece of pen and paper, and if you know anyone, anyone who has gone through any kind of a loss, any kind of an adversity, for sure they were going to receive the help that they need with Carol Brody Fleet. So, Thank you again, Carol. You are wonderful. And um, looking forward. Oh, by the way, (laughs) by the way, Carol is coming up uh, in uh, February with a show uh, around Valentine's Day for navigating that time in your life uh, with a lot of wisdom there, and especially if you've gone through any kind of a loss and more coming up each and every month now. I'm so thrilled, Carol. I can't tell you. How excited I am that you're going to join me each month. With and I'm, I'm delighted. I'm, I'm excited, too, because we finally decided, you know, we never have enough time, as we didn't today. That's right. And yep. we, we finally decided, you know what, we don't have enough time, so let's start getting together more. And I'm so thrilled that we're going to be doing that. 
Oh, me too. Me too. I'm telling you, it, it adds so much to my show as a source of uh, helping you to live your best life, and that's what, what my intention is here. So thank you so much again. You're wonderful. Have a beautiful year. I'll be certainly in such, uh, you know, speaking with you uh, in February and beyond. So thanks again, Carol. Thank you, Kathleen. Love you. <laughs> Love you too. Okay, have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.